another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Ciao, 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 my Italian sausage lovers. It's time to meet the pizzas of Drag Race Italia as World of Wonder has unleashed the fever dream of the franchise. As an oddly familiar yet bizarrely distant new show debuts, the last iteration of 2021 is finally among us. But are we singing its praises? It is time to find out. And joining me is a queen who knows nothing about Italian style, Scouts Honor. Hello. I know. I know the only thing about Italian style I know is the drag that I steal from Rigatoni's closet. Yeah, and House of Gucci and Lady Gaga. That's 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 your end father gateway son and into House of Gucci. Exactly, that's your father son into... and Rigatoni. That, there yeah. you go. Um, before we begin, um, listeners, I received a text message from uh, Miss Scout Sonner before we began. Would you like to share the contents of said text message? I'm not going to share it. Okay, you I can, will share uh, the, the, the exact quote was dot, dot, dot. I would have the nastiest sex with most of this cast. That was the text sent about maybe 10 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. I, um, was, I was rewatching. I was rewatching bits of the episode for research purposes and it shifted to personal, re- personal reasons. Yeah. Uh, so as we get through the episode, please let me know which ones you would not, because I want to confirm uh, you're not an Enorma Jean um, stan. That's funny. I like how wow. that's the one that you like singled out to be like, no. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have. Uh, we'll, we'll get into it. But yeah, yeah. Um, but drag news of the week. This is unofficial. This is just things that all of you motherfuckers sent to me because y'all want me to have a heart attack. December 2nd is apparently going to be the season 14 cast announcement. I can't confirm or deny this is truth, um, but I think I actually can confirm it um, because Pureta kind of confirmed it for me. I was about to say, I've seen like, I've seen it on way too many official, like, I mean, not official like drag race channels, but like literally every other like place that I get pop culture news has been like, December 2nd is when you're getting your queens. Simone will be hosting it. It's the same fucking day as Queen of the Universe. So even Queen of the Universe doesn't get their glory because we got season 14. No way. Yeah. It, cast, it, wait, it, it's the same day? Yeah. 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 It's Queen, Queen of the Universe is World of Wonder produced, right? Yeah. Thursdays are just the day that they're like, we're dropping everything on you. They like, they like to do things one day a week. I'm convinced yeah. that the World of Wonder staff is only salaried for one day a week. I wouldn't be surprised. And um, that's what's happening. And they said, yeah. well, you know, if we just give it to them all on Thursdays, they'll spend all day Thursday watching our, yeah. our app, right? Yeah, well, December 2nd, we'll learn who the cast of season 14 is. Maybe things will get a little jazzy officially. for New York. We'll, get, we'll, we'll, we'll learn the cast officially, as opposed to my... The unofficial lists I've been reading for exactly. a minute Months. or two now. Mm-hmm. 
All right, Drag Race Italia. Um, Drag Race Italia. So, Ciao, Italia. I watched this in between um, Drag Race UK and Candace Drag Race. I thought, okay, I have the mental capacity to fully focus on this. That's like a full, that's a full world tour. It Oh, fully. Like we're, we, we are going through Epcot <laughs> at World Showcase. Like we are doing you're, um, Disney here. You're, you're out of the EU. You're in the EU. You're back to a technical, technically part of the crown, I guess, you know? Yeah. Um, wow. This show was weird. There were things that were reminiscent of other franchises. There were things that they did that made zero sense. I don't know what I was watching, but at the same time, I was like, it's like a car crash. I can't look away. I I mean, I don't know that I would describe it as a car crash. I don't I had fun watching it. Oh, but sure, I think the reason fun. I had fun watching it was because I had no idea what was going on. Yeah. Um, the subtitles. Obviously, the, the Google Translate intern um, did not do the best job this episode. We're going to discuss a couple things that was said on the bottom. I don't speak Italian. I know you don't speak Italian. Um, but there were things that were said that I don't know if that was the exact translation. And if it is, um, these people talk very interestingly. Um, but we'll discuss it as we go through. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was weird. Yeah. It was a weird show because after watching 37 seasons in 2021 alone, I was like, this, this felt, alone. <laughs> yeah, this felt weird. This this felt like a different show, but it was still drag race. I mean, I think for me, one of the things too is also that it's episode one and there's already sure. only eight queens to like split your time between. So it's right. like every single time they show someone, I'm like, oh, they're giving this girl a lot of screen time. She's about to go home. And then I'm like, oh, <laughs> no, they're only giving her all the screen time because there's no one else to put on. This, right. Like I, I, I will say that this episode had its own version of the season one filter, not like because of what it looked like, because it just felt like we don't know what we're doing. In oh, Hawaii. yeah. It was literally like, to me, there were so many shots that felt like whoever was directing and whoever was like in charge of like calling everything, being like, all right, we're setting up this shot and I'll go, gave them like in their head, they were like, oh, I fully explained everything needs to happen. When really they've given them like half of a prompt and then like, yeah, go stand over there and do what you're supposed to do. Action. Yeah. All right. <laughs> let, like, let, let's. One. We don't know what we're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's begin. And. Obviously, this is the premiere episode in Italy. This is the first time Italy is getting their drag race. And we're going to introduce what drag race is to potentially new viewers who have never seen drag race before. We're going to get a very, very strained montage of what exactly drag race is narrated by Priscilla featuring, I not, kid you not, super old clips. Like literally they were the all like first six clips. Right. Literally the first queen we hear vocally is Kelly Mantle. <laughs> the only thing I could think of was that perhaps in Italy, they've only aired up to season nine. Cause that's like as far as we got. I don't know. I am trying here. This made zero sense. It, it seemed like there was just a lot, a lot, a lot of focus on season six. There's just so many. Like Vivacious. Like Kelly, Vivacious, Adore, Courtney. I wonder Not if Not Bianca. Like, <laughs> did you see any winners in that cut? 
Yeah, Sasha. Oh, that's right. That's we right. got a lot of Sasha in that lip sync. She's not Italian, is she? <laughs> no, she's Russian. So yeah, I don't know what's going on. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it was. Long it was story a, short, it was a weird way to introduce the show um, because it for us we're like we know what the highlights of Drag Race are. This these are not the highlights of Drag Race. I wonder. It makes me think like is season six some sort of like global like is that the one everybody identifies with? Is that the one everyone's Maybe. seen or something? I mean, like, I would probably put season six in my top five in oh, franchise yeah, yeah. history. So perhaps, perhaps. Put that up there, yeah. So after this, we get the intro, which is going to reveal what the winner of Drag Race Italia will receive. They will get a fabulous crown and sparkling scepter and become ambassador for MAC Cosmetics for a year while designing their own limited edition products. So cool, right? Cool. But guess what? Most of the queens have to launch their own makeup line. Exactly. But guess what? No moolah. There's no money for them. I could have sworn there was a... There was a like 30,000 euro prize or something for this. Not announced here, not on the show. Maybe there is, but, but it was it... not announced in this intro package. So I'll say, I, I will also say this. Uh, I mean, and we can talk about it later as well. Um, but it seems to me like they filmed this and didn't know what the prizes were going to be while they filmed it. I could, I could agree with you there. Yeah. I, like it it seems like they were just it. kind of like, film it and whoever wins will give them something. Yeah. <laughs> Now, before we dive into the cast, let's discuss the workroom. For me, it was a hybrid of Canada and Espana. It's cheap yet sparkly. Um, there were certainly choices made like no fabric brick wall, which I appreciate. But if you're a fan of the colors pink, orange, and purple, you are going to orgasm all over this set. For me. Yeah. yeah. I love, I thought this set was really pretty. Um, it was. Also, this is, this is cutting back a few seconds, but I am obsessed, like obsessed with the sparkling Coliseum in the logo. Yeah. Like, well, the fact it's that interesting. They, the fact that the Coliseum was built centuries ago as this like <laughs> literal war zone for like men to kill each other and is now turned into, a, it's hilarious. Welcome it's to hilarious. Drag Race. Uh, drag. Yeah, um, I mean, it you're obviously was either, it was either the Coliseum or you're going to Leading Tower Pisa, but I think that was too phallic for everybody. And they're like, ah, we can make a lot of memes out of that one. Coliseum it is. That's very fair. Okay, let's go through it. Hey, Queens, the Neapolitan Barbie is here. And if you like to play, I'm ready for you. Poor girl delivered her line to no one. It is Divinity. She is 27 years old from the... Spanish Quarter of Naples. I didn't know Naples had a Spanish Quarter, but cool. Um, so she must be like good, good Judy Judy with Jana, Janice, whatever the fuck her name is. The one Ooh. who makes all the tool gloves. The one oh, who maybe. Makes, yeah, she yeah. must be good Judy's with her because she walked in wearing every, every single thing she walked in in was made by that girl. Her entrance look was made by that girl. And the only other look I've seen her in on her Instagram was made by that girl. They must well, be like all, good. All I know based on what she tagged, her hair was by Fabio Aquaviva. Um, but she says she is glamorous, elegant, and uh, aggressive. Um, but let's talk about the look. I think this is a fun and playful. I love monochromatic. Pink is a cool color. The blonde hair buns, quite youthful. Um, I think with the fact you'll likely be doing a photo shoot that could destroy your look, this was a good balance of fashion and very simple. Yeah. Um, I think she looked 
literally so my notes for divinity are looks expensive and then the second one is personality question mark yes yes <laughs> which also to give her credit it's i feel like it is hard to be the first person to walk into a room and be like yes here's my personality when like there's no not another person to physically bounce right. that like off now of. the other thing that i found striking was Obviously, we're filming in Italian. They're speaking Italian, but there was a lot of English. Yeah, <clears throat> um, Which I guess like I feel like that's. I mean, I feel like that's a pretty European thing for like everyone to like sure. have their own language and then also cut into English because they know Americans aren't gonna. And what's what's interesting is I mean I'm recording my Queen of the Universe podcast later, but watching those interviews and everything the way some of the international queens are discussing drag lingo, they're like, yeah, we just break into English because we don't have our own version of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, So maybe that's what drag is, is we've yeah. just infiltrated the gay world and lexicon yeah. with drag race. That's very fair. Um, but this look, I would give it a two. I was a fan of it. Oh yeah, it's cute. Very good Audience, answer. not so much. They were 59% toot, 41% boot. Cool. <laughs> Y'all are so mean. <laughs> I know, right? Next, in the name of the father, son, and Freida Kant. So clearly she's ready for her house of Gucci. It is Farida Kant. Um, if she can't inspire love, she will create terror. And I was like, I want that on a t-shirt. I want to know how many people got incidentally injured by those coat hanger <laughs> fingernails. Yeah. Like, I want to um, know how many PAs she walked past that like were like, ow! <laughs> like, because so she didn't know what, what was happening. She is 33 years old and comes from Salento. She tells us that she is cold, beautiful, unattainable, and unpredictable. Um, so the dress hair is by Farida, corset by Zafaran Maison Bernot. I love the risk here that she took, but I also hate the colors so much. The neon green and black in the hair and the tool to create the trim and the mermaid flare. It was a choice. It was like, um, you're not going to forget what she was wearing. Um. Yeah, no, I thought I like the look. I like the entrance look. I thought, I thought, I mean, I guess it's hard to like think about like what's going to look good on TV versus not if you've never been on TV and it's the first season but, of like your country's drag race. But like the the like coat hanger fingernail thing, very great idea. I just felt like it was kind of a low payoff for like absolutely. Like, you're, you're, absolutely. Making, you're making you're making a lot of work for yourself for like eh, yeah. Whatever. Like also, my only note under Farida for like them introducing her. I don't know if, oh, you can't see it. It just says. Fuck me, please. Yeah. Like in all bold. Just like. Yeah. Um, I think, I think also with the nail gloves, I was like, if you piss her off, she will Edward Scissorhand you. And the design in the corset, I couldn't see what it was. It was very intricate, but it, I, again, on camera, on screen, you can't see what it was. Yeah. I do. I, I, as much as I hate the colors, she took a risk. I'll give it a two. I thought she looked good too. Audience, 73% to 27% boot. So after giving a hug to Divinity, she tells her that she wanted to be the first queen to enter in Drag Race Italia history, but bitch, take it up with the producers. You have no say in this shit. It's also like, it very much is kind of like, to me, was like, she was like, shit, I have to say something. It's like, I walked in and I have to say <laughs> something. Oh, oh, shit. And she was like, um, I, I wanted to be first. <laughs> yeah. So there clearly is a relationship between Divinity and Farida, as Divinity will say she loves her and she's crazy, but Farida does ask how old she is. Divinity will remind Farida that she met her when she was 31. Can we normalize the 30s? Can't we take the old stigma out of it? 
please. Especially with this cast. Like I know, right? The whole cast is basically over they're over 30 already. Like mm-hmm. also Divinity said she was 16. I know that was funny. I was like, <laughs> I was like, girl, pick a number that I might actually like believe and then be like, wait, how old are you? 16. Yeah. Not all with right. all that plastic in your face. Bloop. She's opening up her purse, gets out a sheet of paper, and echoes, let's go! It's oh. Abba Hangar from Sardinia, and she's 36. Now, this confessional look, it is Italian mob realness with the open shirt, the wife beater, and the gold chain. I was like, what is this person? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She was, like, full on, like, um, it was very that. It um, was in-your-face Italian. Why? Why did they play Ladyboy? When she was walking in? No! I, okay, I'm telling you, I think they've only gotten a certain amount of seasons. They haven't gotten the new soundtracks, or soundtracks, the new albums that Rue has recorded. They don't have the the the, the, the music but yet. So Lady They've Boy's got still- so much, they've got so many RuPaul songs from before like 2015 or whatever, and they chose to, they chose the one with How the many seasons? Play Lady Boy. How many seasons did we have Lady Boy play? Like, all of them. And all I'm saying is the only time they played it in these in these entrances was when the girl with arm hair walked in. Exactly. Well, <laughs> Abba is retro, a bit 50s, and wants to turn into a glamazon. And when she wants to, she can be a beast on stage. Divinity is now going to make the comment. She tells her that she can see she waxed. Drag Race has a queen with hairy arms. Listen, I have told many a queen that they don't need to shave their arms because it's not as noticeable. That it, like it, it doesn't read on stage. But Abba Hangar choices that 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 is a man that is a that is a hairy man um i so first of all i don't think i don't know what her bit was supposed to be when she walked in she like pulled a little paper out it was very like it took too long it wasn't funny it did it did she was Um, trying to be campy she's campy i was laughing because she was talking about like oh like drag race finally has a girl with arm hair and blah 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 and then my only note after that is looks good most bricks don't (laughs) <laughs> well Frida says she likes this trio they have a fishy freaky and crazy and let's talk about crazy the dress is by Sis Handmade hair by Alba Barno jewels by Warehouse 67 I think if this is Ava's style she nailed it I love that she has given you magenta trim throughout which pairs well with that rose gold hair it is very vintage very 50s and I think the pattern works What's most interesting is you have two queens enter back-to-back who are what we see as modern drag. And then you have Ava, who is the complete opposite, proving that all drag is valid because she is polished for what she's bringing you. But for us, this yeah. is not what we're used to on Drag Race. Um, I thought it was a very good look head to toe. Um, yeah. And it was very interesting to see like this like fashion child like uh, wire hanger fingernails and then like housewife with arm, with arm hair like very yeah. just like oh we're getting everything this year <laughs> we're getting everything i like this look i think i'm going to be now if listeners if you listen to the preview podcast i was ripping this bitch apart i think i've already changed the <laughs> tune in one episode i'm enjoying her i'm gonna give this look a toot i i'm kind of like on the border i can't tell if i think she's funny or just like 
thinks she's funny. I don't know. I like the look though. I'll give the look a two. I, I'm Audi- still, I'm audience, still unsettled on like audience not feeling it. Thirty five percent to sixty five percent boot. Um, but we'll see. Oh God, I, I, I think so this. I know, right? Um, we're we're getting some fun people, and let let speaking of fun people, sorry, but who are these people? I thought you said I was going solo. All right, can you unpack my bags? It is the thirty two year old from Arezzo, Ivana Bump. She describes herself as elegant and happy-go-lucky. She is free-spirited. No designers listed. Has there ever been a more basic and pathetic look in the history of entrance looks? It is a black dress. It's a black dress. (laughs) Also, take a drink every time Ivana wears magenta hair. (laughs) She got that one good wig. I got Um, nothing here. Explain it to me, Scouts. If if for those of you that listened to the to the preview podcast, I did not like this girl from her entrance look. I didn't like her from anything I had seen at that point. And I have only been vindicated through this episode. She walked in and I was just like, what? <laughs> you're wearing a black dress. Like what? Like, huh? And then literally my notes are literally just like, no, not cute, not funny. Please stop singing. Um, it seems like she just breaks into opera every time she panics. And I'm like, please don't. Don't do that to me. Listen, you get your choices. You can break into opera or you can break into Laganja Stranja. Which one would you pick? Laganja. <laughs> oh, if it ain't green, I don't want it. Um, and if it's this, purple in a black dress, no. This look is a boot. It is a total boot. Like, God. no. It was, I don't know. I'm just feeling very vindicated. Yeah. Um, well, wait, wait till we get the results on the runway. You won't feel vindicated there, but the audience hated it. 19% to 81% boot. Ivana's going to tell us that she's... 19% of you are blind. <laughs> Ivana's going to tell us she's unpredictable, bubbly, and loves big things. Probably like big, thick, nah. mini Italian sausages. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. Ivana does like <laughs> opera. Um, good for you. I can't sing opera. I know you can't sing opera, but if you can do well. it, good for you. All right. Next up, she's Larish, and she's come to add a little opulence to all this poverty. She goes to the girls and sprays some air freshener on there. I was like, that's funny. That's good. That's I like that one. <laughs> she is but... 35 years old from Palermo. Um, Farida say, goes to say hello, as clearly they have some sort of bond here. But Larish says she has fans, feathers, nightgowns, and jewels. And <laughs> that look. Look by Lola's Props. Hair by Fabio Acaviva. Jewels by Glam Studio Jewels. I can't tell you what we're doing here. We have part showgirl with the robe and fans. Then you got a dominatrix underneath with the vinyl. Please make sense of this look for me, too. I, I thought she looked rich. I, like, I, I, mean, I think it was a little... I think... It, I, well, so that was the thing, right? Was I, I think it was... There was definitely kind of like points where I was like, had she had a few more days to plan this, she probably would have changed a few things or at least like... Yeah polished it a little more but i think one she looked rich and two the fact the, fa- <laughs> the fact that they had her walking after ivana in that black dress <laughs> yeah. they're so hateful they did not have to put those two girls back to back walking no, in. not at all but they were like well here's the girl in the little black dress and here's the girl who brought the latex the feathers the strings the shoes the hat the the whole list of things they're like put them back to back now um, she looks she looks rich, though. Like, sure, absolutely. Now, up to your name, bro. Most of the queens up until this point, when they show their confessional look, I was like, okay, 
that makes sense. This translate. Larish, what was that? I did. I was like, whoa. Oh, you need the makeup. You're not pretty. But would you still fuck her scouts on her? Oh, of course. Wow. Oh, of course. You like Italians, don't you? She looks like she looks like yeah, a horse. I think I think that. Um, listen, I know I know what it's like. I know what it looks like when someone looks like a horse. I'm gonna leave it at that. Um, but <laughs> I, she looks like Cameron Michaels now. Kinda. Yeah. Looks like Cameron Michaels in drag. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Um, this look, I'm um, not loving it because there's just too much going on. So I'll give it a boot. But where, where, what do you feel about Larish? I thought she looked. I thought she looked real good. I don't know. Maybe I was just comparing it to the fact that the last thing I had seen was a black dress from H and M. But yeah. I'm, it's a toot for me. Audience, on your side, 52% toot, 48% boot. Now, Larice really got lucky because she got sandwiched into crap. The bigger, the better, but in Norma, she's just the right size. I thought this hoe was going to be tall. She is so petite. She is like a little tiny pocket person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, can, I, can I make a very funny read? Are you ready for it? Hit me. So Alan Cumming will be playing a Norma Jean in the made-for-TV movie. Um... <laughs> Alan Cumming. Oh, no. Come on, you cannot tell <gasps> me that she does not look like Alan Cumming. A little bit, a little bit. Um, I, I honestly can't really tell you what she looks like at all because she had about 12 seconds this episode. You're lying to yourself. Sweetheart. I remember about 12 seconds of this. Oh, sweetheart, Untucked. Untucked was the enormous. Oh. oh, it was the enormous gene story. I so I forgot about that. When I when I just watched it over now, I was just looking at the entrance looks and everything like that. Oh, yeah. With her looks, oh. they did oh, yeah, not yeah. like her entrance, they gave her like five seconds. Yeah. She walked um, in well, and then they were like, and I'm the next girl. <laughs> well, first off, she is 46 from Milan, gray hair, all natural. No designers listed because. This is as basic as Ivana's. What were we wearing here? It's a white top, sparkly pants, in. and a jacket your mom could buy at Chico's. Not Chico's. Oh my gosh. <laughs> make it make sense. I'm, I'm looking for a picture of it because now I'm not. No, I can't remember. Oh. Let me, let me, you, you found it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the purse is cute. Sure. Rookie there are a purse. lot of purses in this episode. Maybe it's a, uh, oh. an Italian thing. They like the purses. It's that always a reference. Yeah, no, 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 no. The purses, they have their it's... guns in so they can whack each other with. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Um, oh, this just wait. Is, it's going to get worse. What's the reference to? 1986. It's like a look <laughs> from Gianfranco Ferre in 1986. It's like a runway look. Um, no, though. That exactly. looks real cute on this runway. Don't look cute on her. Well, I'm giving it a boot. Not for me. Not for a drag race. I don't know. It's... Yeah, I, I'll boot it. I'll boot the it. audience, 27% to 73% boot. Now, she's going to walk over and she immediately is told that this is not the retirement home. But we are also going to learn that she <laughs> is the Grand Dame of Italy. I don't know what that really means, but good for you, girl. And next... Can I say got... I'm the Grand Dame of D.C.? Yes, I'm you can. Like twice you a month, can. But am I allowed to go. just claim it? Yeah, you can. Absolutely. Speaking of um, which, come see me at brunch on Saturday. Do it. 
Uh, so they call her a bitch, but that's not true. She's the queen of the bitches, Loquisha Labamba. And guess what? She brought a reveal. Oh, she did. by Laquisha, hair by Willa hair. Um, she looks like she is an American Italian princess. This is what the American Italian princess would wear um, to their sweet 16 when all the mob bosses are there. It's oh very pink. It's very big. It's very over the top. The hair is blonde and cute. I think she loves herself. And that's cool. Um, she, the first thing that she said in her interview was, I'm rich. <laughs> Yes, um, she is 33 years old from Bologna and is the highest paid so queen of funny. all of Italy. What does oh, that mean I... to be the highest paid queen of all of Italy? How much do you make and how do you know that you make more than everybody else? I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm just going to start claiming to be the highest paid dress. I'm just going to start claiming all these things. And what, what if, You should. You really can't should. can't prove me wrong. I can't exactly. prove myself right. But... Um, but this look, I would give it a two. It, it, at least there's polish to it. Audience, it's 69%. Very yeah, very like fresh off of a pop tour yeah 69% to 31% boot um she is our second bearded queen in franchise history after um madame madness in holland yeah we saw how that went the first time oh yeah she dreams of being a pop star in open a store that does not distinguish between genders buy what you want i think that's really cool didn't celine dion put out a line of clothes that is um gender fluid did she I think so. I don't know. At least for children, I think she did. If she did, it's not coming back to me right now. <laughs> um, so Laquisha knows that these kisses they're giving to one another are just fake. The wigs have already been snatched. She will win to prove that society's rules are just bullshit. So far, Laquisha is the only one to have like morals and be like, this is why I'm here. I'm digging it. Yeah. I and like in my notes it's literally I literally wrote she's already in the top three for me she like walked in she knows she knows what her drag is she's confident in it and she's like not she doesn't want she's just she literally walked in and was like I'm rich and you're not I'm gonna do my drag and then Bye. to know what happens later on the episode is just so funny I and mean, I can't wait to talk about it I can't wait um so at, we're, we're we're having some difficulty here because i don't think the queens really know what to say to one another or how to interact in this these downtimes so divinity is going to hop on the table but it's Ivana who's going to show you how to be a lady and make a statement she plops down on that table and is like serenade me darling oh i literally in my notes it just says Ivana go home <laughs> i was so annoyed with her i was just like please i i don't i don't care now next up is the piedmontis's stallion is in the building bitches this is the one that i would crush on cutie even with all those tats it is electra bionic um she walked in looking good she looked yeah no no designers listed she had a violet two-piece and this is drag race so here's some fringe tall fashion ponytail is cunt she kind of reminded me of Dua Lipa for a moment. Mm-hmm. It was real cute. And those she are had... natural legs. Those are real legs. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And we'll, you will see. We'll see them again later. Oh, in the episode. Oh, oh, we will. We will see a lot of things later in the episode. I'll give this a two. Mm-hmm. I liked it. It was a two. I love. I mean, she's literally wearing my two favorite colors: purple and gold. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, she looks real good. 68% toot from the audience, 32% boot. 
Now, Alexa tells us that skirt is so cute too. I know, right? Oh my gosh. Alexa tells us that she is super cute and super unattainable. I think this is now the third person to tell us they are unattainable. Is this a lost in translation word or are these queens really unattainable? Maybe it's just because they're booked so often. I don't know. Divinity calls her at the club. Divinity is going to call her a mayor, but wants to know what her talent will be other than beauty. So we're already introducing this plot line. She's literally not the only girl to call her a mayor this episode. I know, right? Electra will specifically call out being surprised to see Ava Hangar. As Electra is asked if she and Farida are already fighting, she says that fighting to her means something else. Meanwhile, Ivana is singing Madness, Madness in full opera. Ladies and gentlemen, days and gays, welcome to Italy. What a rowdy bunch. We got some they are, characters. It's, they are spanning the board. Now, All the alarm it. sounds. It is time to get ready to meet our host. It is an international season, but the video message is not from RuPaul. Are you surprised? I guess uh, maybe, I literally... they didn't, maybe they didn't have time to film um, that one day that Ru was doing Holland and Canada on the same time. My first note is, where's Ru? <laughs> right? Where the fuck's RuPaul? If I was in that workroom, they fully would have had a shot of me being like, <laughs> right? Like, like that's why this kind RuPaul. of yeah, this is why it felt confusing because it wasn't RuPaul giving us the introduction at the beginning. There was no RuPaul here. Um, but let's talk about Priscilla in this video. I think she looks fine, but I hate the white to pink two tone lip because it looks like she still has cum left on her lips. Maybe. Maybe she did. You don't know what she listen, was doing before she filmed. Listen, that man is um, the definition of daddy. Oh, oh, I'm aware. Uh, well, the door. Listeners, you can't see the smile on my face <laughs> right now, but no, it's there. The door opens and it's not Priscilla. It, it, we have Kiara, <laughs> then Priscilla, and then Tommaso. I know he is a fucking douche person, but he is hot. Like, oh my so... God. Oh, uh, I, mean, I hate how problematic himself. he is, but oh, he's so hot. Oh my god, it was, I was like, Ugh. I haven't Googled anything about his problematic stuff. I don't want to, I don't, I don't, don't it'll ruin everything. But <laughs> listen, we get the chow, chow, chow. We're hello, like, just hello, let him hello. be a pretty boy, <laughs> exactly. Um, we're, um we're I still... could not stop laughing when they were chanting Priscilla's name. It's just like those are eight men in heels. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, Kiara here is going to kind of take the lead of this intro, and she's going to tell us that she's doing this for the women. Literally, she says she's doing this for the women. She is the that girl in the gay club who was like, "This is my terrain. Bow down to me, witches and match girls." I was like, "Girl, what? No, you're not the host here. You are the sidekick. Shut up." Um, Tommaso is a fan of the, sh- of the American version, but knows that the Italian queens won't let themselves be outdone. And finally, Priscilla's just like, I'm here to have fun, and we will learn later in the episode, this is her television debut. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I liked that little, I liked that tiny little lady. I thought she walked in looking mean, and I was like, ooh, she's gonna be fun. I was like, she, she lo- is gonna say... She's she walked say in something. looking Italian. Man, I said what I said. 
<laughs> mean, she mean. Um, so I think this trio is very much trying to do what Canada did. And I don't know, maybe it's the language barrier, but it felt off. It felt very forced and felt very fast. Like they were very uncomfortable. Yeah, it definitely, um, I mean, I will say it also kind of feels the same as, I mean, I guess it was season one of Canada, just in that, like, the only thing you have is, like, another show to, like, reference in your head, and, like, you have no actual experience of doing it, so you're, you're, you're very much kind of like, well, I'm gonna fake it till I make it, and I'll do what I know until I figure out my own thing, um, and I mean, it's kind of the same as um, the first season of Holland, that's what it was, it was just, like, it was very much to me, like, Fred was, like, I'm having fun, I know what Drag Race is, I'm still figuring out what, like, my place in this particular drag race is, but... Yeah, um, and then meanwhile, you have Espana, which was near flawless. Yeah, right. (laughs) Well, to kick off this season, the first mini-challenge is a classic. They will be doing a photo shoot in the city of Venice. Well, on a set that is reminiscent of Venice. They used so many words. So, so, so many words to introduce a photo shoot. Yes. Um, Now, before we jump into this mini challenge, we are going to get a title card that says mini challenge. How did you feel about it? Because one, it was in English. Two, it's new and different. We've never had this before. Um, I didn't even notice it because I was confused by why what's his name was like. At the end of the, at the end of introducing it, they, he was like, "Oh, Italia's next drag queen," and then I was like, "I know Italia's next drag queen is in her mom's basement somewhere, covering her brick face with Maybelline." Yeah, yeah. I was like, I "What's?" Know. And then they, and then what's her name suddenly get on the runway? I didn't get it. I don't know. It's like okay. next drag queen. I was like, "Well, no," because yeah. they've already said superstar in the intro. I don't know. It's. Uh, they're figuring. I know a lot of questions. Well, we're going to head, but I didn't catch the mini challenge little card thing. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, we're going to head to the stage where Tommaso is there to guide the Queens who will have to figure out how to take a photograph while not be distracted by the beefcake pit crew member on the gondola. I mean, I had to use this as my backdrop this week, this man, that those abs washboard. Just and like, that beard and the smile uh, just fondling a gondola stick. I know that's not what it's called, but it's a gondola stick right now. Maybe I should move to Italy. I mean, I know they have, like, no rights, but they're hot. Oh, my God. Am I well, allowed to say that? Yeah, you can. Let's talk, <laughs> let's talk about this. Divinity is up first. She hops on the gondola, and she holds her pose. Simple, right? Then the weather hits. The gondola goes crazy. There are fish flying. There are plants. There's glitter and confetti and water. And that poor PA who has to clean up between each queen. I hope this was your dream job that you wanted. One of my notes is literally this, this, this mini challenge photo shoot seems like a lot of work for the pit crew. Like they had, they were holding bags of things. They had like confetti poppers. They had to move an entire backdrop. One of them is literally standing on the boat, shaking it for them. Like the pit crew did more in this challenge than like the whole fucking film crew. They were like, oh my Lord. All I could pay attention to was I was just like, wow, this pit crew is working. They sure were. Wait, did, um, have, did it, either of us, I didn't catch. Were they wearing shoes? I don't really know. Before? I did not. 
I don't have um, put shoes on those boys. Abhangar is next, and she is so classic, giving you comical face, but the weather changed, and she went camp as hell. At least she's enjoying herself. She knew what she signed up for here. I finally got the avant-garde thing when Uh you said her name. Avahangar. That's why I can't call her, you can't say Ava, you can't say, Ava's fine, it's Avahangar, it is one word. Yeah. Uh, he, what's his, Tomazzo finally said it, and I was like, oh, I hear it Oh, same, same here. Electra comes by, and she immediately bends over for the gondolier. Like, literally announces she is a bottom. But she is ready to get wet and dirty. She has done this before, especially as she is the first to stroke that pole. Yeah, no, she uh, walked in and was like, well, I've seen this before. And she knew what, she knew what to do. So, mm-hmm. for Laquisha is focused on the muscle man and giving a really boring pose. When she gets struck by the weather, she literally almost falls. But we're going to save that moment for someone else. They, they also, these pictures were not good. No, they were terrible. Because for a moment, these were going to be the photos that I was going to use for the entrance looks for the toot and boot. And you didn't even see some of them because the, lo- the, the photos were terrible. These photos were terrible. This was literally probably a PA on set. They're like, oh, fuck, we didn't hire an actual photographer. Here's a camera. Good luck. It was, no, it was probably, they were probably like, anybody have a camera at home? Anyone know how to use this? Exactly. And then one person accidentally raised their hand, not thinking. They were like, yeah, I know how to, oh, shit, now I gotta take these pictures. Farida joins Tommaso, and she is a diva and can barely stand on the ledge, but she is very model-like, using that man to her advantage. I mean, smart on her, mm-hmm. because that mer- mermaid flare comes off, but those panties were showing. <laughs> She had panties on. <laughs> right. Anorma is next, and she is already that girl. She does not know how to shut her trap. She is a goofball, but when it comes to posing, it is not her forte. But holding on to a man for dear life, she is no stranger there. Now, Anorma will be the one who destroys the set and knocks over the gondola. <laughs> this was the photo that I was not going to be able to use for Toots and Boots because the p- picture that I found was her latching onto the legs of this man i swear she might have actually given him a blowjob at one point but that we didn't see probably we i mean it was she was all over the place it was very he was <laughs> now larish claims she's been with this pit crew member before again not shocked would i be shocked no was this maybe lost in translation i don't know but if that, that was a couple i would believe it um i was not impressed with her I was super high on her preseason, but I don't know. She was not impressing me this episode. I thought she looked fine. I think, I mean, to be fair, she was like the girl who had a million different little bits to her outfit. So exactly. That's fair. I'm sure to like walk in and have everything thrown at you. You're like, I should have thought about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, Ivana is here. And well, this was the moment they kept giving her sexy music as she asks for a crane to lift her up onto the platform. Nothing moves. She can barely stand up straight. This was camp. This was so embarrassing. She 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 couldn't even stand up when the weather started. And then, for whatever reason, maybe water got in her face as well, but she was the only one that had confetti stuck to her face. <laughs> maybe she was sweating. Oh, listen, I would be sweating if that man was next to me. Are you kidding? Well, she did more than sweat with that man next to him. She groped that man. She, she groped did. that man. Yep. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, 
I honestly, I would probably just be like, can I feel your abs? Because I'm never going to get this opportunity ever again in my life. <laughs> well, Tommaso reveals that the winner of the challenge is Electrobionic. Do you agree? Um, yeah, but that's because they took terrible photos. So, like, I guess pick the best out of a bad batch. Well, she's going to win a piece of jewelry from Astro Lab. So I don't know what a piece of jewelry is, but cool. This was where I was like, they did not have prizes lined up when they were filming because that <laughs> yeah. was a voiceover. That was like a Price is Right cutaway. Um, <laughs> it was. It really was. And I was like, so the, that girl did not know what she won when she was in the workroom, guaranteed. No. They yeah. did not tell her. They were just like, you win. <laughs> so for this maxi challenge, the pit crew members come out with suitcases and trucks trunks in honor of Nona's. Oh, and Priscilla rides out with them and blended right in with the pit crew members. I was like, Oh, oh, you're the host. You're not a pit crew member. Shocking me here. Can you imagine if RuPaul walked out with a pit crew? <laughs> you would know. Not Priscilla. God, daddy vibes. I'm not into daddies, but damn. Oh, it was funny. I was, and, I was oh, that was funny. They will have to design a look with materials in one of the trunks where the category is Italian style. They will be here celebrating Italy. As the winner of the, of the mini challenge, Electra will get a minute to pink, peek into each suitcase and then assign them to her rivals, which then will turn into, okay, no, you actually have 20 seconds. Um, and she's going to take a look. And well, what does she do? She opens them and looks into none of them. I'm not kidding. Like, what was she doing? She's like, open, open, open. And, and then they're like, which one do you want? She's like, uh, I'm going to pick it random. I could not stop laughing because I like was like, oh my god, that's so incredible. Like, that's crazy. She gets to look at what's in these boxes before she assigns them. And then I literally my next note is never mind. <laughs> what she just is she like, just she a got dumb such a great queen? advantage and then she just uh, a yeah, dumb beauty sure. queen? I think she probably thought that 30, I think she thought 20 seconds was like two minutes. Yeah. It was like, oh, I'm gonna be able to like open each one of these and then go through the contents and like, no, 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 girl, you just gotta. Well, as she says, as a son of a whore, she will pick Nona Sophia. What does that actually mean? We'll find out later. Does it actually matter who got what in this moment? Well, in Drag Race history, no. yeah. In this moment, no, because she actually has no idea what the contents of any of these suitcases are. So she's literally going to be like, uh, you, 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 done. I couldn't stop laughing at the fact that she told Larish, she was like, giving you the one that I have no idea what's in there. And then the Reesh was like, this is bullshit. And I was like, what do you mean it's bullshit? She doesn't know what's in any of them, girl. Like, yeah, this like, was the editor's she being like, doesn't mean she knows what's in there. This was literally the editor's being like, I don't know what we're supposed to do here. There's usually a formula that we're supposed to say here. The script's not working. Um, here's Larisha's confessional about nothing. Here you go. Electra already switching it up on them by being too stupid to follow the script. <laughs> yeah. Well, the queens grab their bags and it is time to design. And again, we have the title card that says Maxi Challenge. I mean, is it though? Um, are, why are we wait, doing this? I thought it was very shady of them to like make Electra explain why she was giving each girl each box when they had just watched her fully not know what was in any of them. She was, they're like, oh, why are you giving it to that girl? And she's like, I don't know. The box is ugly and she's ugly. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this title card, are we just dumbing it down for the folks over at Discovery Plus Italy? 
because Maybe. it was just weird, weird. Maybe. So we're going to see what is inside. And they have a lot of random materials as well as unconventional materials to work with. Larice has found pasta in her suitcase and our dear friend Rigatoni is shaking and quaking. I literally texted Rigatoni and I was like, there's pasta on the first episode. There's pasta. <laughs> I was like, I see pasta. Laquisha has clownish polka dots in hers and it suits her because, well, she is a clown. Larissa knows that a true drag queen has the ability to create for herself, so she is excited for this challenge. Now, Enorma has discovered she's got a trunk of pizza. Well, good luck, lady. Um, she believes that it's not the fabric, but how she will use the random materials. Lots and lots of food. Farida and her really cool pink leather harness, which I was a little pissed off um, that I don't have one of those cool ones. Well, she's also pissed off that she has nothing to use in her box except for some yarn. Just wait till the runway, bitch. You fucking liar. Right. I was like, when she walked out, I was like, you bitch. <laughs> Farida asks Enorma if she can sew. She didn't think she could as she is has so many outfits, but alas, she says she can't. Enorma imagines herself as Scarlett O'Hara and can make an amazing outfit out of the curtains. She is a model as she models her fabric. What, 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 who, what, who is Enorma? What is this character? Usually when you're the oldest of the cast, you're more reserved. You take a step back. You're like, I'm going to, I'm going to be the, um, the, the one who is just the, the elder statesman, or you're going to be Tamisha mom, be like the lady uh, said, go home. Uh, I said what I said. The lady said go home. <laughs> but Enorma Jean is like, I'm breaking the old lady mold. I am going to be the old lady who thinks she is 16 18, 21, I'm the shit. Yeah, no, she was there. She was. Making a lot of noise. Um, now, the rest of the girls, they're now going to tell us they would like Miss Norman Jean to shut up because they are tired of hearing her voice. And this is the trend of the episode where there is a conversation, a Norma is speaking up into it. Ivana has me. the materials. Very to big me vibes. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Ivana has. Like, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? What are we talking about? Ivana has the materials to make a tent and go fishing, so she will make a dress that resembles the seas. Divinity has interesting items that she believes she can make nothing with, and she will wear nothing. Avahangar believes she has a gift in hers. She's got lots of plastic, because that's a gift. Meanwhile, like meanwhile, Electra has items that she will be creating a Victorian fortune teller look from. What she can't see is that her sofa fabric is not, in fact, double-sided. You just dumb. <laughs> I mean, she's proven that she's not the brightest crayon in the box already. Did you hope she was going to make a look out of the wrong side of the fabric? Because I kind of oh, did. Yeah. I 100%. was like, 100%. I want her to be red for that. But there are definitely queens on the American version that could have played this part and done the same thing if they were that dumb. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. We watch as the queens draw and interact with one another as they design their Italian-style creations. Also, can we talk about those terrible body forms they have? Those poseable arms are scary. 
I didn't. I wasn't paying attention to those, but that's funny. So they they have like you know those um those like model uh, things that you can like that are made out of wood that you can like um uh like marionettes, yeah. Yeah, like but for artwork, like yeah, yeah. Those were the arms mm. were like they're, but they only did this. They only went up and down. I was like, that's not helping anybody. What What are we doing here? Meme, the, the, like, like only good if you're like, oh, let me make like a big cape moment. Exactly. My arms up. <laughs> so Laquisha is going to share her that her grandmother taught her to sew when she was little. She always tries her best to sew all of her outfits because it's like bringing her grandmother on stage as a tribute. She shares that when she was younger, she would ask her grandmother to make her princess outfits, and this was a clue into who she was, even as a child. It gave her grandmother ideas, and Laquisha is the first emotional queen of the season. And the tears are going to spiral out of control. They did not stop. Larice, who is serving you butch queen realness, shares that her father will learn about her sexuality and her foray into drag through the show. They said drag, they said mini challenge, maxi challenge, daddy issues. This is the they daddy said, issue. That's what our edit's gonna be. Um, so Larice has not had an open conversation, didn't consider that being on television meant that her father would be able to watch the show and she won't be able to tell him herself it will be the show first now honestly i think that was a little weird because i was like actually you can tell him after you leave here before i'm like you got anyone like months, knows but girl. you got at least like exactly. two or three months now farida is going to reveal that her father as well doesn't know about her being gay they just don't talk about it she's never been able to tell him they don't do affection divinity it never got the chance to talk to her dad about herself as he died when she was 13. She wishes she could tell him about all this and knows what he that wants to know what he would think of her. She hopes he would be the son that he always wanted and the little star that she is. Look at all these tears from these masked Italian men. I oh I, I like 100 percent want like a I want, I know it's not going to happen, but I want like a live finale style for this one where they're like, and let's cut to all the fathers in the crowd. Oh, none? Okay, <laughs> cut back. <laughs> I, yeah, I want the daddy issue section of the audience. Ugh, just like eight empty chairs. And meanwhile, this is happening and Laquisha goes back into being mad about her suitcase. What did Electra give her? The ugliest things are inside. She must have done this on purpose. No, she didn't. She didn't know what she was in there. She was doing. Like it's. I also think it's hilarious. That the only thing like there is like it's literally like they're all just talking about that, and then they kind of like randomly cut to a Norma who's just got like her two like titty cutlets in her hand, just like holding them up against the dress form, and I'm like, what is happening now? Now, well, okay, so here's where things get weird and fishy, and I'm like, what 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 is happening? We're not getting a title card here, but we're going to get on the bottom. It's going to say Elimination Day. I kid you not. They walked back into this workroom wearing the same clothes. Mm -hmm. So either this was filmed in one day or they have one look to wear in the workroom. Maybe they hadn't gotten their suitcases yet. The only reason I really remembered was because of Farida's um, harness. I was like, I love that. And I'm like, oh my God, you're still wearing it. And then I looked around. I was like, you're all still wearing the same clothes. Maybe they took a lunch break while Priscilla got in drag. 
So, yeah, but like, again, well, no. it's Elimination Day. This is a design challenge you're doing in a fucking day? Gag. They're putting on the final touches. At all given moments. Right. They, they're putting on, putting on the final touches as they still laugh and joke around. Ivana has stockpiled tool, which she says her father would have found bullshit. These Italian bitches really do have daddy issues. When she was 22, her father didn't accept her sexuality. He would insult her and use the faggot word. She packed her bags and left. Three suitcases and five euros. She's been alone for years and has been working her ass off. She has no contact with her mother either, who was in the hospital, which caused more tears from her. And this one was a full-on breakdown. She wishes her mother had the strength to talk to her father about the situation. The rest of her family knows about the situation and no one offers her comfort. No warm soup for you. Since then, she has decided that she is the most important thing in her life and no one can stop her from being her. It was very weird for this to happen, like, separated from all the other daddy issues. I, was I agree. Just like, I was like, wait, why is this one a separate story? And in continuity wise, if they're all wearing the same clothes, you could have put it there. She could have just walked over to the other side of the room. It was I very strange. And and again, knowing the edit, knowing the show that we are familiar with, I was like, oh, Ivana's going home. Like, there's no hope. She's out of here. Mm-hmm. But you ready? Are you ready for more things to get weird? Oh. We're told this is elimination day and things are not like our normal show. It is now time for the walkthrough with Tommaso and Priscilla who eventually essentially just divvy up the room and decide who they want to talk to. You're going to do weird. you're going to do the walkthrough after they're already done designing and then critique what is happening. I don't know. Uh, very weird scheduling. Um, it was very strange. Filming. So, uh, so for Rita shares that she has a lot of pink wool and she is going to be a Harlequin. Now for us Yanks, that is essentially a clown. Um, but she's managed to sew an entire bodice herself. How? Good for when? you, girl. Good. I know. Tommaso is just she worried probably, about her time. They probably so let Frida, her work on the lunch break. Right. So Farida gets back to work. Priscilla joins Divinity, who has a giant ass bow. She wants to be your gift box from Valentino. I was like, okay, fashion. Let's. I'm here for it. Tommaso is with Laquisha, who is inspired by Pinocchio and Carnival. So Tommaso has to break the news that she may not be the only clown around. Oh, I think she knew. Uh-oh. She could see what uh, Farida's working on. Electra and Priscilla shared that th- she is going to do a tarot card look because Turin is magical. She is going to figure out how to connect the magic of Turin with Italian style. She's thinking a, ta- a Renaissance fortune teller. And Priscilla notes that it looks like she's taking a very different approach. And then says, don't look at the cards. You have the cards. What sound advice? Priscilla's like, here, I'm going to tell you what I would do. You got the cards. You got spray paint in the Italian flag colors. Bitch, use the cards. Use your body. Mm-hmm. So she's changing her entire concept. What, in an hour? What is she going to make this happen? And again, the queens are getting into face as the show says, last touch-ups. Sure, Jan. What are we doing? Dragula here? We, we, we lying about how long the it takes to put a face on? The floor is about to begin. 
So Divinity shares with Ivana that she comes from practically nothing. She experienced poverty. When her father died, her mother gave up and essentially died with her father. Her sister and her had to work to supply hot water. For her, being here is a release knowing where she came from. The art made her realize she wasn't sure of herself and her gender identity. She started taking hormones, and when she found drugs, she fell in love. Uh, found drag. <laughs> she fell in love. Um, she <sighs> thinks... To- <laughs> Come on, Freud. <laughs> <Oops. laughs> <laughs> oh God, this is such a favorite thing. She thanks Divinity life. for saving her life. She is now comfortable being a man and knows that part of her in Divinity is everything she wanted to be, but it stops here. So, this conversation, I really need someone who speaks Italian to really translate the words that came out of her mouth and not the Google translate, because I don't know what she was trying to say. Was she transgender? Was she transitioning? What was happening here? Because she lit what literally they told us was she took the hormones and said, no, I'm not doing the full transition. I'm a man now again. I don't get it. I was very confused and it took two watches for me to still be confused. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was definitely, I don't know, it's also like weird when they like cut those moments in to like other moments around it and then all of a sudden I'm like, wait, what was that? Was that guy talking about was she Was she, is she trans? Was she trans? I know. What's her identity? Yeah. Like, and huh. things are going to get worse because I think whoever edited this episode or did the closed captions fucked up a little bit because with the subtitles on, it says, as there's, like, this music playing, it says on the bottom, Cover Girl by RuPaul Plays. And unless there's, like, some rock version, um, it was a little too soon before the runway for this music to be playing. That's funny. <laughs> All right. Priscilla is going to <clears throat> enter the main stage alone, and she looks super sexy. Uh, that crimped hair, that dress, Ru is shaking. She looked so good. Like, excellent so good head to toe that stage is very large i don't know maybe those black sections that like are the off limits area is is a little wider and bigger than the others but it looks like a very large stage and also the backdrop behind the judges was supposed to represent the coliseum which was kind of cool uh, yeah it was really with the the the, um, the that makes sense cool. yeah i thought um she was it like it, from my perspective watching her like introduce everything i was like i'm fair like i don't even know if there's anyone else in this room at this point like i don't know if she's actually talking to anyone but this woman is living she is yeah. so camp she is so high energy she was like having so much fun with it and i was very much just like oh I on the panel i'm enjoying this yeah well speaking of enjoying on the panel we have kiara and that sequin globe as her headpiece I would love to have whatever drugs she was on. She was having a fabulous time. She said, the only things I haven't done are mime and porn. And I might be (laughs) able to do them in the same thing. (laughs) Oh, God, it was so uncomfortable. It was literally like, I want to meet this little (laughs) tiny woman. I know. I want to meet her. Um, Next, we have Tommaso, who is hot. And I hate that for me. Oh, Oh, And finally, we have our special guest is singer Christina Ivano. Were you familiar with her? No. So what is she most famous for? She is actually most famous for recording 
theme songs for shows such as Sailor Moon, The Smurfs, and The Magic School Bus. She's I've a jingle singer. I've used her music yeah. in my mixes. Oh my gosh. No, well, she does the, the Italian dubs usually. Um, so though much. I think for the last I mean, give mo- this to me. <laughs> yeah. The last Smurfs movie, I think, was the she did for the American version. I don't know. Um, um they asked her which cartoon character could do drag, and she said Smurfette. And the only note I have is it literally I literally just wrote Smurfette as a non-binary film. Yep, yep. Which is true. Smurfette. Okay, so Scout. I've been making a lot of comments on this podcast so far about um, stereotypical Italian things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to make things a lot worse right now because the category is Italian style. And you know, I love my puns and love making fun of things. Oh boy, here we so go. So <laughs> in honor of the runway, we are going to play authentic Italian or Jersey Italian. I got to go. Um, I actually <laughs> Rigatoni, have, this is for you! It's... um. <laughs> Not... Wait, is Jersey Italian the boot? <laughs> I, so I was gonna say Sopranos. <laughs> I was like, no, Jersey Italian that encompasses <laughs> Boardwalk Empire as well. This is so hateful. <laughs> I had to. I had to. Oh. oh. Uh. <laughs> Guys, oh this God. is what an entire year of drag race has done to me. We're this little, do you hear where we're at, people? Do you hear where we're at? Oh my God. Jersey all Italian. right, we're oh, gonna start Lord. off. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna start off with Electrobiotic. Um, so she listened to mother and really showed off that body with the spray-painted cards. When it comes to a design challenge, I think this was quite successful and sexy. She has a very long torso. So if you thought this was reminiscent of the Borat singlet, you're not alone. Um, oh, no. Um, I, go ahead. I thought, like, it's a great silhouette from the front, but then because she wasn't padded at all when she turned around, I was just like, oh, look at that stick of a man. <laughs> Such a stick. Um, yeah, no, I think the shape she created was very smart. It screams Italian, though. Um, I don't think I would have put the pieces on the heels because those looked really bad. Um, there were a lot yeah. of girls that chose to put things to slap things <laughs> on their heels this episode. <laughs> yes, um, that butt. She was really naked. That was um, she was. That was her body. That, that was, was her body, and that flat brown wig. That that was that on that. It was there. I will give it authentic Italian. I thought this was a really good design challenge look. Audience seventy seven percent. 77% authentic Italian, 23% Jersey Italian. Laquisha Labamba. She took the material she had and leaned into the clown aspect of the pattern. I think this was a unique silhouette. And while it was a, not a knockout in a small cast, it did unfortunately stand out as mediocre. It was not the best for her body, but it was not like anything else we've seen in a design challenge before. Yeah. The ruffle on her neck was accurate, but she also closes herself off because the beard just makes her look so constricted in the head. Yeah. Um, the bow in the stomach got lost. I think the headpiece uh, was very playful. Um, how did you feel about Laquisha? I So I actually liked her look. I didn't really have that much of a problem with it. I thought it was cute. Um, I also laughed because she came out and I was like, oh, she's on the runway as a clown. She's going to win. Everyone, who's, everyone who comes out on the runway as a clown always wins. They win Drag Race. Bob so, did it. Sasha did it. 
Everybody mm-hmm. does it. Bianca did it. <laughs> Tommaso says that less is more, which he likes sometimes, and she didn't grasp the concept. There were too many accessories. He says she looks like when you don't want to pay more for luggage at the airport. I was, I mean, we, we wouldn't get to it at the end of like all the runway, everything, but I was very confused as to what was happening when they. Oh, we, oh, we will. Oh, we will. We will. We will get there because it. Oh, yeah. Like, um, <laughs> Kiara says the idea of a harlequin was a good idea, but it was a bit too much. She likes the ankle boots, but reminded her of a Christmas tree. Uh, Christina says that she likes her and the color, and at least shows her about her personality and forte. Priscilla says she was swamped by the dress, and she was the classic example of the disappearing person. I liked it. I'm giving it an authentic Italian. I thought it was authentic. Yeah, I will as well. Authentic Italian. I thought it was cute. I the audience it. hated it. Like... They hated it. 30% authentic Italian, 70% Italian, uh, Jersey Italian. Larish. The bitch literally had material that was a bunch of pasta. Has anyone informed Rigatoni if it is available at Joanne Fabrics? Um, I mean, I let her know that it was <laughs> on the show. Um, it is a very simple jumper, and honestly, whether she had materials to help her or not, it was on the blander side. But she put pasta in her hat, which was silly, but at least she leaned into it. And oh, she yeah. created a purse that she crafted with pasta as fringe. Uh, I thought the the styling of the look overall was very good. I thought the actual silhouette of the look made her look very small. And yes, like just made her very look petite. very squat. And mm-hmm. I was like, mm, I don't like I mean, shape. I ha- ha- has the show ever been this mean when it comes to um, material? Like, that was literally what you would make a pillow for out of. Like, that is not clothing material. They, I don't know. They were just like, oh, we have to have pasta. It's, a, it's Italy. We <laughs> have to have pasta. We have to, we have to have a pasta suitcase. We have to have a pizza suitcase. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I, I, the Americans aren't going to watch it. Exactly. I think this worked for her. It was designed well, crafted well. I will give yeah. it authentic Italian, but it wasn't the best. Yeah, no, I thought, I, again, my first and my initial reaction was like, I don't know if I like the silhouette. My secondary reaction was very much like, as much as I don't like the silhouette, she styled it very well. Yeah. If um, that material was like denim or whatever, it would look stunning, but she worked with what she had and it was yeah. fine. Audience, 46% authentic Italian, 54% Jersey Italian. All right, next up, Norma Jean. What the actual hell? This was a mess. She wore a pizza fascinator. The dress was made with a material that was sparkly, but adding the trim that was the food fabric destroyed anything elegant about it. The bust was not right for her body. The leaves on her shoes literally fell off. How she was not in the bottom is beyond me. I, this look was not cute. Uh, all I could focus on, like literally only memory I have of watching her on the runway twice is when, what, how long until the shot of her, the flower falling off of her shoe? Because <laughs> all they yeah. were showing was those flowers just wobbling all over on her little bad. pump. And I was literally just like, why did you put them down there? Like mm-hmm. it's you know, and then she was like staring at them when she was walking on the runway. And it was, yeah. Jersey Italian, not working. No, not cute. Jersey Italian. Audience 15% authentic <sighs> Italian, 85% Jersey Italian. I'm about to get mad. Vada Vomp. 
Uh, okay, so that wig, it is returned. She is joining the Maxi Shield Club of right, Recycled Wigs. Um, I think she has a very particular body, and just like Darian Lake, there are only so many designs you can create in a design challenge that will look flattering. I find this to be very simple, yet works for her. What does not work is that train. I mean, good for you for constructing crap from the sea and maybe creating a message, but that was just a distraction to my eyes. I, I literally just, I was like, why are you carrying trash? And then I was like, literally. why are you eating candy? <laughs> I was like, taffy. What, what story is happening here? Yeah, it was and very I, confusing. You you already mentioned fabric that is used for pillowcases. <laughs> he yep. made a pillowcase out of fabric meant for fashion. Which yeah. I will say, I get it. Like, it's very easy, I think, to like read bigger girls in design challenges because like by definition, just like by default, you require more fabric, you require more things, which require more time. Like yep. a tiny little girl, like what's her name? Um, fucking Electra, spray painting little cards and gluing them to her taint. It's like, it is, yes, it is good drag and it's elevated. However, at the same time, like, Ivana knows she can't do that. Ivana yeah. knows that, like, if she did that, they would be like, mm, this isn't your style. And she'd be like, exactly. So I don't know. I like understand it, but this was not cute to me. And then what was also not cute are the comments. Let's let's go through them. Tommaso says this was nice, but it can be improved. He asks her why she thinks she ended up there. She says that maybe it was because she wasn't representing Italy with nothing red, white, and green. And Tommaso also says he likes her back home. Kiara says she loved it and it had a big impact. She finds her very expensive. She finds her empathetic and expressive. She likes that she knows how to use her humor. Priscilla will say she is very self-deprecating, which is a key quality for a drag queen. If you can't hate yourself, how are you going to hate anybody else? Jersey Italian, I have no hope for this look. I can't. I can't do it. No, I... I was very, I was very confused when they said who was safe and then said who was in the top and the bottom. I was like, what? Yeah. yeah um, what? No. The audience was 15% authentic Italian, 85% Jersey Italian. Uh, next up is Avahangar. I get it. I know who she is. She is authentic mm-hmm. in her drag style. This is vintage 50s Italian housewife. I think the fabric and the cut of the dress lend itself to genuine Ava Hangar. It is unfortunate of the three main looks we've seen from her. They are all so similar. Yeah. I think the wig with the victory rolls really sold the look. I think she is going to be a fun character, but I can't see victory in her future. No, I think the thing that I appreciate the most about her is that I can tell she knows what her drag is. Yes. She's always coming from her own point of view and she's never like She's never worried about kind of being like, oh, is this me? Is this not me? Blah, blah, blah. Like she knows what her drag is and she's doing it. I think the problem is that I don't think her drag is that exciting. Correct. Like her point and of view is just kind of like, I get it. I get where she's coming from, but I don't think she's selling it to me in like an over the top way where I can. Like I fully really agree. I, I think one thing that I need to try to grapple with is maybe what she is presenting is a, a, a section of italian drag maybe that's what is authentic there because she's not the only one who is in as we're considering not as exciting because you do have ivana you do have a norma who they're getting 
good critiques and positive response from the mm-hmm. judges. So maybe this that is a cross section of drag that we don't resonate with, but that that is existing there. I will give this an well, authentic the Italian. The is about me, so exactly true. Um, I will give it an authentic Italian because I do think she designed a good look for her. Yeah, I, the audience just I don't can't get a winning look. But I no, very absolutely. The audience can't get get a hold of Baba Hungar. Thirty two percent authentic Italian, sixty eight percent Jersey Italian. Farida can't. The second she stepped out, I said, "Winner!" Wow, this said, was yes. sensational. Um, she walked out, and I said, oh, "Yes." I love the pinks that work so well together. The bodice, the skirt gave it such a wonderful shape. The That's white tights so were wet. exactly. I know oh. the white tights were exactly what this look needed. Paired well with the gloves. She either knew how to use yarn or figured it out on the fly because the way she incorporated it into creating the buttons of the giant flower and on her headpiece and the earrings was simply sensational. I'm going to say it easily. One of the best design challenge looks we have ever seen on drag race. Oh, it was gorgeous. Um, you know, who I remind, you know, which is, it's very funny, but you know what it reminded me of was charity cases design challenge. It, and um, uh, 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 Scarlet in down under. Yeah. Mm-hmm. very but no it was oh she walked out and i was like the silhouette is gorgeous on you these colors are perfect perfect and again same thing as kind of like ava with like i'm like i can see where her drag is coming from i know like what her perspective is but this was like very elevated and very i, agree. I was like oh yes Tommaso says she is the only one who made something that could be sold he said she raised the bar when it comes to fashion on the runway christina says it reminded her of childhood Kiara says she could dance. She could dance and was very light, like she was floating. She would also like to touch her pom poms. And Priscilla says she told a story on stage and brought them into her world. Authentic Italian, A plus, love it. Yeah, love it. Gorgeous. Ninety six percent authentic Italian, four percent Ita- Jersey Italian. Four percent of you. What y'all and, are just. Yeah, I know, right. And finally, we have Divinity. I thought this was absolutely sexy and so fashion. Sure, the execution of the bow was not great. They were stiff and the triangles were not even. But I think as far as a look, this was quite striking. Divinity knows her body and how to make it work in a fashion world. The headpiece that says Valentinity was smart branding. The single red stones under the eye were perfect for her beat. And I think it was super model. I... I she walked out and I was like, this is really, really pretty. Like it looks really good yeah. on her. And I was also having seen her wear the same designer, like in a few posts and in her entrance, like all this stuff. I very much was kind of like, I wonder if being presented with a design challenge, she might be like like screwed, you know? I was like, like yeah. it looks like she's got a bunch of people making other things for her. And she walked out on this and I was like, this is really, really good i personally wish she hadn't written on the hat because i think i spent too much time like looking at the hat and being like and it wasn't clean it, yeah, yeah and i think it, that that was why i wish she hadn't written on the hat was because i don't yeah. think she had the time to make like a very clean big like but i like i mean again like it's episode one it's mm-hmm. not like her walking out in like a re- like whatever revealing outfit whatever it's not like you can be like stop relying on that body because she hasn't been doing that you know exactly so well, Tommaso's problem with Divinity's dress is it's not a dress. She had the same time as the others, and all she made was a bow. He also likes that the bow was made out of fetish latex, and he would gladly take a punishment from a dom like her. Um, call me Tom. You let me know when you want to get dominated. Uh, I when that that line came out, I was like, oh, 
Oh, wow. He said that on Drag Race. Oh, freak. Kiara says the bow was too firm and triangles were not triangles. She loved the movement of her hair as it covered and uncovered her ass. Christina says she played with her eyes and showed off her bow and that was it. She found it quite rigid. I thought this was excellent. It is authentic Italian for me. It's authentic Italian for me. I... Audience agrees. 96% authentic Italian, 4% Jersey Italian, and this bitch was in the bottom? So I literally, after all the runway, everything, <clears throat> the second time I watched it, I like, or the first time I watched it, no, no second. The first time I watched it, I like paused after the runway. And literally, I have number one for me was Farida, number two was Divinity, and number three was Laquisha. And I was like, yeah. and they cut to the, <laughs> the judging, and I was very confused very quickly. Yeah, so things are going to go a little out of order once again and feel very, very, very off for what we are familiar with. Yeah, this was weird. Priscilla is going to ask Larish and Norma Electra and Ava Hangar to step forward as they are safe. Meaning, Ivana, Farida, Divinity, and Laquisha are the tops and bottoms. What? Now, the only theory I could have, um, maybe it was how it was presented on the bottom. It's very possible that we only had one top and three bottoms. Maybe? No. I think that Ivana was a top. No! How? Make it make sense! I can't, but I think that that's what happened. Because they didn't really, like, they didn't really give her, like, I mean, I guess they said, like, oh, it could have been elevated a little more. improved, yeah. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I was confused. I was very hurt and I was very, (laughs) I was struggling here. But we're now going to go back for Untucked Jr. and then return for critiques. So they're going to have a bitch session having zero knowledge of what the judges think of them. What is I happening? That's so chaotic, though. Jarring, like... unsettling. This was so <clears throat> full on Dragula. <laughs> that's funny. I think that, like, the idea of sending these, like, highly emotional girls backstage with no clues to what's happening other than you're safe or you're not safe. <laughs> I mean, now, we're going to go back to the workroom. First off, what did you think of that giant bring back my girls sign that was brought into the workroom for Untucked? Do you want one? I think that they're making this pit crew do a lot of work. <laughs> but do you want one of those? Do you want one in oh, your yeah, room? It was so cool. And again, a lot of English. We're just leaning into RuPaul. Yeah. They're not going to RuPaulize. Abahangar is in shock because she didn't think she was going to be safe. Alexa's heart dropped when she heard her name. Anorma will say that she was in her natural habitat being on the runway. She doesn't want to sound like a snob, but she felt at home. The tops and bottoms return, and they toast to the season. And since they don't know what happened on the runway, they're feeling a bit tense. And that tense, that tension, it was there. Divinity says she knows she can do better, and she's the best, so she'll do whatever to stay. Farida tells her, don't think about thinking you're going to be eliminated. You're on Drag Race Italia. Enjoy the moment. And Norma will chime in and say the real test is the lip sync. Slay the cameras and the stage and hope and pray and slay the opponent. Now, Miss Farida will take offense to that last part and say, if you think like that, you're not there for yourself. Farida will say that Norma gets off on killing, slaying, and torturing the other queens. Okay, where the hell did this statement come from? Is this just another Google Translate problem? 
Maybe. Because I, I was, was confused. very lost. I was literally like, what the fuck? Because happened? we're going to have this battle between Farida and Norma, which is going to evolve into exactly who they are addressing in the group or divinity. I don't know who's been talking about. And Norma believes she's being drowned out, being the only one talking. Meanwhile. Big me. Big me energy. Right? Meanwhile, according to the subtitles, Farida firmly believes that slaying other queens is not the spirit of drag. Sweetheart, please do not come to America. You will be very upset and very disappointed because Shea Coulee has made a career out of slaying. <laughs> um, Ivana? Uh, yeah. Uh, very funny to me of like these like very weird reactions to things that I'm very much like, oh, yeah, whatever. Like the one girl right. with, with, with Priscilla being like, oh, she's self-deprecating. That's the perfect drag quality. And I was well, like, speaking... Why? Ivana will say that drag is about kindness and respecting others. You're nothing to her without respect. Are we in an alternate universe of drag? Where is kindness and respect? I am um, afraid for whatever this reading challenge is ultimately going to be. They're just going to be like, you're such a pretty girl, unless you're not. <laughs> and now, out of nowhere, Ava gets up because Norma is just pissing her off for just talking. She is safe and asks her to do her a favor and shut up. She is not the star of the season. And Laquisha will now say that Enorma is not respectful while they're all waiting in their purgatory to find out what is about to happen. All of this in the first untucked of episode all one. any critiques. Exactly. Welcome to Italy, friends. We've gotten now, the daddy issues. We've gotten the fight. We've got, like, they're like, we've only got eight girls. We got to pack it all in. We only got a few episodes here. Now we love uh, we love drama, and uh, uh, we have commented that at least on the main show, Untucked is feeling a little stale. It's feeling a little too kumbaya. Is this maybe the right thing to do? Do we need to switch the order and make them be fucking freaking out in Untucked before? Oh yeah. Uh, again, I think it's. I mean, if the whole point is to make good TV, why are you like, like send them in there like, uh, like, just shake them all up, and before you give yeah. them any sort of resolve, just be like, all right. I mean, give them the top and bottoms, but. Yeah, maybe, maybe this is what they need to do is to really fuck with their minds. Could you could you imagine Untucked with Jan not knowing her actual placement but knowing she's either a top or bottom? Could you imagine the sound clips we would get out of that girl? Um, I don't want to, but, you know, I guess I'm being forced. <laughs> TV gold. All right, well, after giving them their critiques, which we already went through, Farida Kant is the first winner of, the cha- of a challenge in Drag Race Italia. She wins. Rightfully so. Nothing! Um, Ivana is safe, leaving Divinity and Laquisha's the bottom two. I'm in utter shock. And just like Ivana, to be honest, why? How? Listeners, you got to tell the two of us what was going on here. How did this happen? Get it. It's so weird. And now, again, we're getting another title card that says lip sync. Because in case viewers didn't know, we're going to lip sync. Maybe these are little cards that like were just like the very beginning of the editing. And they were like, well, Maybe. this is how much time we have for the main challenge. This is how right. much time we have for the next. And they forgot <laughs> to take it out. Yeah. Now, <laughs> the lip sync song is Oki de Gato by Christina Devano. Now, when this music started, I was like, what fever dream hellscape is this? Is this what Italians listen to? But after a look on YouTube, this was a theme song for an Italian cartoon from 1985. Uh, um. This is kind of tangential to like fever dream, whatever. There, 
weird edits of the drag race theme that they use for transitions in this show. Oh. I was like, I kept being like, what is that noise? Oh, it's RuPaul. Yeah. RuPaul drag, right? Yeah. Um, so I have to ask, would this song kind of be the equivalent to if Ru was like, ladies, tonight you will perform a lip sync to the Pokemon theme song. Right, I was like, ladies, tonight you were asked to prepare lip sync to Scooby-Doo, where are you? <laughs> but I kind of would live for it. Could you imagine Cameron Cameron Michaels doing Scooby-Doo? I want to see it. I want to live probably, in that world. She probably would that split. over Boom Clap. <laughs> she sure would. Um, I want to see, um, I want to see LaRiche do a lip sync to Boom Clap. <laughs> yeah. Also, the subtitles gave us the English translation. And again, I'm very confused what the hell the song was about. And I was a little unsettled to what this show was about. Um, but I kind of want to watch it. So who wants to watch have a viewing party? Oh, anyway. It's probably going to be super offensive. <laughs> Italian TV in the 80s. Probably going to be like, oh. Laquisha was going <laughs> 60s go-go. Divinity was having sex on stage and then hiding behind the stage and peeking out. <laughs> this was very camp and I wish I were high while watching this because it just, it was, it was, it was wild. Priscilla is going to decide that Divinity wins. Laquisha breaks down crying. How dare we do this to the highest paid drag queen in Italy? Priscilla is going to tell her to sashay away. Laquisha's emotions get to her as she tries to say it was an honor to be there and how much of an honor it is to be a part of it. She says her beard is an aesthetic choice. It's her way to convey an important, to be very important to do what makes you happy. Priscilla is going to tell her that this is why she is part of the Drag Race family. Laquisha walks to the back of the stage and then on the bottom they have the what I assume the Italian version of credits are in that like pink ticker. She's called back and Priscilla is like, psych, it's week one. It's a celebration. No eliminations. You're staying. Fuck that. What did fuck we just it. witness? What they really the want fuck these girls traumatized. Was... They have been they 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 did a ma- they took a master class in RuPaul's Drag Race US and they said we only have six episodes to traumatize these girls the way that the US has 12. So let's get it all out of the way real quick. Daddy issues. They've got dad's calling kids faggots they've got dead parents they've got a girl crying about how much she's paid and eliminated walking to the back of the stage just to be told jk like i i i I need to dissect this with you was this planned or was priscilla like i don't like this no everyone's staying i have no idea because she literally said those words sashay away twice Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. maybe she was just maybe she watched season 13 and she was like oh that was fun Ooh, candy was so emotional let's do that here yeah i don't know what i witnessed and i was like but this makes sense to cap it off this way because the rest of the episode literally made no sense as well i mean i'm if i was there i would also be happy to have had no one eliminated on this shit show absolutely well the sign off (laughs) that priscilla is going to say is feel free be proud and enjoy your life you know, I would have signed off with that's a big meet the ball. <laughs> right. Um, and again, this was Priscilla's TV debut. Not bad for her first gig. I mean, 
she looked good she was having fun she didn't have to make her own outfit i mean she got the there's only there's one drag queen that came out of this episode spotless um i got burning questions to uh, round this podcast out with and this is usually where i ask about the eliminated queen but i'm gonna ask you what is the legacy of drag race italia episode one um you know so it's it basically the long form version of that clip from dragula two weeks ago when Zava and Jade were kind of yelling at each other and Dolly was just trying to explain what was happening and Sigourney was just mad at, I mean, Sigourney was rightfully mad at everything. Um, it, it was like the long form of that sketch, you know? It's like no one knew what was happening. Everyone was yelling. Couldn't tell you what, who was, what was right side up and upside down and the left, my left from my right. And yet I somehow still managed to watch 80 minutes of television. <laughs> Um, I gotta ask it, and I don't know if there's an answer yet, but after one episode, the winner of the season is who? Frida Kant. I agree. That look alone was exceptional. While I didn't love her entrance look, I know she's gonna serve it every week, and now, Mm -hmm. knowing that even if you throw another design challenge at her, she's gonna do well. I'm excited if Frida wins. My two... My two, like, things for that are, one, she designed a very, like, she's clearly a like threat in design challenges and two i mean while her entrance look may have needed polish it still cost a lot of money to have all that latex and mm-hmm. feather and everything like that which means if she spent that much on her entrance look she probably spent just as much or more on all the other looks she brought this season and no, they've Frida, already got the, Frida design look the, the, the scissor hands that's frida no she had mm-hmm. no fur she was scissor mm-hmm. hands well, I yeah, I know, but her. it she looked like she. Oh, oh, I was confusing her with Larisha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it still looked like. I mean, it did not look cheap. Like no, she had like course. a lot of stuff on. So I'm very much like, oh, she's probably gonna. Yeah, I I would say Farida would be my this. winner pick right now. I'm very impressed. I believe I put her in my top three on the preview podcast. So maybe I think, we're I think we both. Or... Yeah, I think we both. Yeah. Um, now, where... I mean, I had, I had Laquisha in my top three before this, and that they decided to. They said, oh, the bearded bitch. We're going to have fun with her. Not the trauma. And even the preview for next episode, it's like, I would have PTSD to walk out on that stage. We're going to have fun this season, aren't we? We really are. Um, Where can we find you on social media and Venmo and any projects you got coming up? Oh, you can find me on social media at Scout Sonner. That's Scout like the boys. Sonner like... I don't even know. I got to find a better, I got to find a good joke for my last name. Um, but uh, yeah, you can find me the same on Venmo if you want to send me a dollar or two. Um, and uh, if you're in DC, uh, in the DC area, I'll be at brunch at the Eleanor on the Saturday, the day, two days after Thanksgiving. And then I'll be at Dick Bar with Logan Stone uh, and my good Judy Rigatoni uh, on Monday. So, you know, come hang, come see me. It's my first, these are my first shows since mid-october oh yeah no i did a couple of i did a couple of that's right that's right that's right well it is a pleasure um i have to reach out to a couple of people to see if we're going to bring some special guests on to the podcast throughout the season because we will have five more episodes um (laughs) but this was wild i'm glad you got to experience the 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 last hopefully the last of the first drag races of 2021 if they throw (laughs) anything else at us i'm done i mean we still got a queen of the universe premiere that is true 
Well, so, thank you for being here. Uh, thanks for having me. The biggest thanks to Scout for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.